welcome back to the Going That Is podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 136. And we are through another week of the MLB season. We got some buy, sell, stay, all 30 MLB teams. Because there's a lot going on and we're going to try to figure out Who's for real and who's not? Of course, yeah. Uh, We're going to dive a little bit into the NBA series as well, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But since it's only one game in for a lot of the series or only two games in for a couple of series, there's not really too much to talk about quite Not a main headline. Exactly. Uh, But let's just go ahead and get into our opener. And we were actually... Got some good news a few yeah. minutes ago about one of the A's tops prospect top prospects, Mason Miller, who is a right-handed pitcher uh, who's currently 24 years old. I was going to talk about him as my opener just because of how he pitched last week. Uh, I was when too. He, when he went five innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, 11 strikeouts on 64 pitches with the 50. 56% whiff rate, which was absolutely <laughs> insane. Through 23 fastballs over 100 miles per hour, he is going to be a lot of fun to watch, Skyler. And uh, we've seen him pitch a little bit in spring training. He faced the Mariners, like uh, A squad, I guess you could call it. And I remember watching that game, and uh, they were interviewing Sam Haggerty because it was on the Mariners broadcast, and he was saying, This dude that they're pitching, is nasty and he was just giving giving him a ton ton of compliments which is really good to see and it makes us excited for mason miller he's only pitched 28 in two-thirds innings in the minors over the span of the last three years because he was hurt in 20 or he got drafted in 21 played a couple starts there was hurt mm-hmm. at the beginning of 22 ended up coming on being pretty healthy for us late in the season uh, in double a and triple a and then he went to the arizona fall league Pitched well there, did a lot of innings there, so he was good on that. And then he made a start in double-A, start in triple-A, and there's a chance that he's making a start now in the majors as soon as tomorrow. But pretty cool stuff there. And it's Miller time, baby. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, even though the best thing I did see this week was that that Mason Miller aviator start, the Knicks-Cavaliers game one. It's a close second. I mean, Donovan Mitchell had 38 points, but it wasn't enough. Brunson and the boys with his 27 take down the Cavs in game one on the road, 101 to 97. This is going to be an awesome series. Two teams that I really like, uh, not quite as good as the Milwaukee's and Boston's of the world, but they're just as entertaining. So that's my opener. Yeah. Moving on to our team reports. And I completely butchered reports in our. <laughs> spreadsheet but that's all good uh not too much for the raiders i'd say just casual stuff going on with with draft and uh all that stuff going Mm -hmm. on it's drafts is next thursday so that should be interesting to see how that goes obviously we could be seeing a qb uh or we could be seeing a i don't even know but uh i do want to talk about one thing a uh, sad thing before we move on to the Skylar's jet yeah. report. And that is the passing of former Raiders player, Chris Smith. Uh, he played for the team as soon as in 2020, uh, kind of a journeyman in his career. He was with Jacksonville from the beginning of his career in 2014, spent some time in Cincinnati, Cleveland and Houston as well before uh, being out of the NFL going into 2022. Uh, only 31 years old, but uh, rest in peace to Chris Smith. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So with the Jet Report, we have two kind of big things we're dealing with right now as we head into the voluntary workouts. Um, Number one, Quinnen Williams is not there, but that's expected because he's working on a new deal. He's expecting around $25 million per year uh, because Jeffrey Simmons and De'Aaron Payne, the last two D-tackles to get paid recently, uh, both around $23 million, and Quentin Williams wants more and probably deserves more. Uh, not quite at that Aaron Donald $32 million a year mark, but he's been awesome for us his entire career. And the other thing, uh, Zach Wilson is there at the workouts. He says he's not bothered by the rumors and he just wants to get his work in. And um, respect to him because even if he's 
our backup quarterback for the next couple of years. And this is if we figure out all this first round crap with the Aaron Rodgers trade, uh, which I, I'm assuming that goes through. Uh, I still want Zach Wilson to, to succeed. I like him. Uh, I still think there's a chance he could be a quarterback in this league. So uh, good for him uh, being there on time and getting his work done. Higher chance he's going to be a quarterback in the XFL though. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move into our weekly awards for the MLB, the player, pitcher, and rookie yeah. of the week. Let's go ahead and get started with the player of the week, Skyler. Who do you have for our biggest award we're giving out? It's got to be Cody Bellinger, right? He had 10 for 19, 526 average. He just had five hits against the A's. Uh, two homers, the, the 1,500 OPS for the month is something that doesn't get topped very often. I mean, maybe some guy will hit six homers in a, in a week and, uh, and take care of that. But Cody Bellinger's is my winner. Honorable mention to Sean Murphy, a uh, walk-off Homer, eight ribbies this week too, but it's Bellinger. Skyler, when yeah. I get a chance to talk about an A, I'm going to take the chance to talk about an A and I'm picking okay. Brent Rooker as my player of the week. He went nine for 24, hit four home runs, had 10 RBIs, Good for a 375 average and a 1.324 OPS. He was raking in Baltimore, hit a homer in the Mets series as well, too. And he's sitting in the middle of the lineup for us every single day, which is good to see for a guy who was a fringe guy yeah. just a couple weeks ago. A guy we were all pissed that we kept. Kept Pache, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, moving into pitcher of the week, I think we probably went with the same guy here. Yeah, it's Garrett Cole with the complete game shutout against Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is already a great team, and uh, and the shutout is getting more rare and rare. So it's got to be Garrett Cole. Awesome start to the to the season for him. I'm also going Garrett Cole. Yeah, two hit shutout, one walk, ten Ks. Uh, one of the better performances we've seen this year in total, uh, even though it's only been the first couple of weeks. So Garrett Cole gets pitcher of the week for me. Moving on to Rookie of the Week, Skyler, did you do it? No, I didn't do it. No, I went with Hunter Brown, and that's because I debated putting him at Pitcher of the Week until I remembered that Garrett Cole's shutout was this week and not last week uh, because he had seven innings shutout of his own, five Ks against the Rangers, the first-place Rangers. And Hunter Brown's been awesome this year. That's, I think, five or six wins in a row to start off his career. Uh, I, I hate it as, a, as an A's fan, but as a baseball fan, it's always good finding finding arms. I have him in fantasy, so I'm right. okay with it. Uh, I went with the guy who I actually also have in fantasy, and like I said, if I get a chance to talk about an A, I'm going to talk about yeah. him. And I went with the guy who hit 500 this past week in Estuary Ruiz, who went 10 for 20, had five RBIs and three stolen bases, uh, good for that 500 average. And he has been super super fun to watch for the A's in the first you know, 17 games of the season where there really hasn't been Absolutely. too many fun things to watch. Uh, started off at the bottom of the lineup and Kotze has finally moved him to the number one spot. He's been there the last, I want to say three or four games now at this point or four out of five, whatever it is. Still producing too. He's been amazing for us. Mm -hmm. uh, so shout out Estuary and uh, hopefully keeps the same thing up and he could be a rookie of the year candidate once we get to the end of the year. Yeah. Moving into buy, say, or buy, sell, or stay. I yes. mixed up the couple of letters there, but <clears throat> we're giving every team as if they are a stock. Are you buying that stock because you think it's going to go up? Are you selling that stock because you think it's going to go down? Or are you staying there because you think that's about where this stock is going to mm -hmm. stay for the entire season? We're going to do the AL in the first half, NL in the second half after halftime. Let's start off with the AL East and the best team in the league right now, the Tampa Bay Rays sitting at 14 and three. Yeah. The Rays at 14 and three. I'm going to sell the race. I, I take back what I said a couple weeks ago about them missing the playoffs. Um, their big three, Franco, Randy, Brandon Lowe are all locked in. The pitching's awesome other than a couple injuries, but I got to sell them because this was the best start to a season since 1987. That means this is going to be nearly impossible to keep up. And uh, I, there's a couple other teams I, I like just as much that we'll get into. Yeah, I'm selling high on Tampa yeah. right now. I think uh, 
even though their 13 game win streak to start the season was super, super impressive. I don't want to discredit yeah. them for that. They went up against the Tigers, went up against the Nationals, went up against the A's. And I mean, the Red Sox are decent, but they didn't have the craziest competition there. So that 14 and three record, while it's, I don't want to take anything away from them for being that good. Nobody else went that good in their first 17 games that they're playing the same teams. But I'm selling high on them because that's not going to be sustainable. I like the Yankees. I like Toronto. I like Tampa, just not not that much. Mm -hmm. Moving on to the Yankees. The Yankees at 10 and 6, I will hold. For now, the veterans are getting the job done, but there's a lot of young guys coming up playing their first meaningful baseball games. They're bound to make some mistakes. They should be fine, but I'm holding at the second place spot in the East. I'm going to go ahead and stand on the Yankees as well, too. I think 10 and 6 could be a pretty solid microcosm for the season if it ends up going 160 or a little bit higher below than that. The, The Yankees look good right now. Their pitching looks great. Uh, just waiting for the offense to kind of tick up in gear. They have at least run scored in their division. So we'll see if that gets going for them. But once those guys get healthy, they should be around there to stay. Moving into Toronto up north in the States. Yeah, 10 and 7 Jays. Uh, I'm buying on them. We should do this again in a month to compare. But right now, I, I like the Jays a lot. I picked them to win the East in the preseason. They haven't pitched great, but they played really well in that Rays series just now. And uh, I think that's the start of a massive turnaround. I am also going to buy Toronto. They got off to a really slow start, and they're still kind of stuck within that slow start. They're breaking out of it a little bit now. Uh, and that big series against Tampa is a big part of that. But run differential is still negative. There's three games over 500, though. Obviously, it doesn't matter mm. what your run differential is if you're winning games, but it's good to win games by more than one and two all the time because yes. that will help you out once we get to you know September, October when you're playing in games 160, 165. That's why they always lead the league in holds. Shit, <laughs> man. Uh, but I'm buying Toronto. I think they're going to consistently stay hot throughout the season. I think their pitching is going to kind of kick it into gear once we get going and get into a rhythm later into the season. And I think Toronto should be about a hundred wins. And uh, I would expect that from them. Yeah. I'm buying them. Moving on to Baltimore, who sits at nine and seven right now, four and Mm -hmm. a half games out of the AL East. Yeah. uh, Baltimore only half a game back from Toronto, who we're both pretty high on, but I'm still going to stay put here with the Orioles. They've hit very well so far. Adley and Mountcastle, we know are dudes now. They're locked in. But there's a lot riding on the young guys and the unproven pitching staff. In the juggernaut of a division that's the AL East, there's no way you can be buying Baltimore yet. But they're fun. Yeah. Yeah, Baltimore is a team I'm going to stand on. They kind of remind me of like like the Chargers, where they (laughs) are a solid team and they have some very like up-and-coming dudes, but they're just stuck in a division where there's greatness and you're going to be behind that greatness until you either lock it together fully as a team or, you know, Aaron judge left as a giant, but that didn't happen. So uh, I'm standing on Baltimore. I think this is probably a solid nine and seven is a solid look of what their future season might look like a few games over 500, but nothing too crazy. Uh, Fourth in division sounds about right to me. Moving on to the last team in the AL East, and that is the Boston Red Sox. Again, the Red Sox, nine. yeah, like you said, eight and nine. It's it's not that bad, so I'm I'm still going to hold on the Red Sox. I still don't know who the worst team in the East is. I had Baltimore before the season started, um, but Boston has some serious bats. You know, if their pitching staff can just avoid having all eleven ERAs with the starters. Uh, and actually find themselves a clip. Well, they got Kenley Jansen now, right? So yeah. things are looking better than they were at the end of last season. That's for sure. Uh, so I'm staying put for now. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm staying put on Boston because they just scream like mid to me. And I think uh, mid in this division ends up being not in the middle of the division. It ends up being at the bottom just because the other mm-hmm. four teams are so good. Uh, but they like... Man, I if I were to put a bet on what the record would be at the end of the season, I would say 81 and 81. That, that's right where I'd be at. So 
I'm staying put. Uh, but I think that five spot for Boston is probably well, well we're going to see them at, at the end of the season. Moving on to the AL Central, starting off with the division leader right yeah. now, and that is the Minnesota Twins off to a 10-6 and six start and being the only team with the positive run differential in that division. Yeah, I'm selling the Twins. Uh, they're bound to catch the injury bug next month. It always happens in their second month of the season. The pitching cannot be replicated. They've been so good, and... If John Gray, sorry, um, Sonny, so, uh, Sonny Gray and um, and John, um, who's the Canadian? I'm sorry. John Ryan. Thank you. Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan. I'm uh, <laughs> exactly. There we go. That's exactly what I'm saying, man. It, it, it It's if they do it and they, they're Cy Young candidates, great for them, but it's not going to happen. Prove me wrong. And next month. I'll start buying on them, but I can't buy this high on an unproven team. Yeah, I'm actually going to go ahead and stay put with Minnesota. I like, obviously, the pitching so far. It's yeah. been the best pitching staff in all of baseball. They've allowed the least runs, uh, but the offense has not been that good. And when you look at it and you compare it to other teams, they're not scoring that many runs. Uh, I know in the Central, they're kind of getting away with it because the teams aren't that good in there. But they're going to have to kick it in gear on offense, and I think they will eventually because you got a lot of young dudes, and sometimes you see slow starts from those guys. And the pitching staff, while it's been good, it's due for regression at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think this top of the line, you know, number one pitching staff in baseball, especially playing at target field, is not going to stay that way. So I think the offense will get better, and the pitching will get worse, and that'll kind of balance out. And I think, uh, not a hundred wins for the twins. I don't think, yeah. you know, that 10 and six like ratio is going to stay that way the entire time. But I think we, we can look at this team and say they have 90 to 95 win potential. And, and I like that squad right now. Moving on to Cleveland, the winner of the AL central last year, they're sitting at nine and seven and then they are currently playing in the double header versus the tigers right now. Yeah, I got it on. Uh, I'm buying on the guardians. You know, they're 26th in batting average right now, and that is pretty much the reason why they're not winning this division. It's because they're another one of those teams that keep losing games three to two. And I think the pitching can carry them until they're ready to start hitting because we know what's going to happen. This team has, I mean, uh, so much war. You know, and I know war doesn't determine everything, but everybody gets on base, and they're going to figure it out at some point. Yeah, I, I, I'm buying Cleveland as well, too. I was a huge fan of this team going into the season, and I very much enjoyed watching them last year, too, when they were kind of surprising the baseball world, world and taking out the White Sox and winning the division there last year. And they just got off to a slow start. You know, you see Stephen Kwan and Ahmed Rosario and all these dudes who are usually about 300 guys, 750 to 800 OPS, and they just haven't been that this year. Yeah. Stephen Kwan's been good, but he's not the Steven Kwan that we saw last year. So I think uh, they'll kick it in gear. Their pitching staff will kick it in gear too, especially once they get Tristan McKenzie back and maybe call up a couple other guys. We'll see because mm-hmm. they have a fun pitching staff in the minors. Uh, but I'm buying on Cleveland. I think they're going to be just fine, probably about 95 wins this year. You know, Tanner Beebe, a former Cal State Fullerton ace, won AAA Pitcher of the Week, Cleveland prospect. Really? Yes, sir. So it's got to be a lot of divisions in AAA because uh, Mason Miller should have won that fucking award. No, he, he won for the Pacific. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Moving on to Chicago, the definition of a mid franchise. Do you yeah. have this mid franchise? Are you buying them? You saw them? Um, I'm, staying... I'm staying put on the White Sox. Everybody's hurt. It's the third worst pitching staff in baseball right now, but they always find a way to finish around 500. The guys who are healthy in the lineup are pretty hot. So uh, I'll give them some more time. I think there's a chance they're another team that finishes around 500, especially in a weaker division. I'm going to go ahead and buy on the White Sox. I think uh, a lot of the issues that we saw last year with them are kind of just maintaining into this year where it's injuries and underperforming and just kind of like they haven't really done anything different. Just so sad over there in Chicago on the south side. But I think they'll kick it in gear a little bit. I don't think this team is, you know, screaming about the World Series or anything like that, but they could be in the wild card race when it's all said and done. And I think they will definitely not be a 
you know, a 70 win team or something like that. So I'm buying the White Sox. Moving to Detroit, who's sitting at five and nine. I believe they've played the least amount of games in baseball mm-hmm. because they've had a couple of rainouts, but they should make that up today with their doubleheader against the Guardians. Yeah, uh, I've combined these bottom two teams because I, I don't want to talk about them very much because I don't care about them. So the Tigers and Royals, four and 13, by the way, I'm still holding them because I don't care. I have no interest in them. I don't want to have their stock. I don't want to try to figure out who's trying to buy that stock. Kansas City's a little further along in the rebuild, but they're dead last in hitting. Detroit, 29th, not much better. So I don't care. These teams are not going to be ready for at least another two, three years. I'm selling on Detroit, and even though they've been terrible, I'm still selling because it just looks like a disaster over there. You know what? I, I'm going to do that, too. I don't want any go. Tiger stock. <laughs> there we go. Javi Baez, obviously, we know, has turned yeah. into a complete flop. Actually, over the last few days, he's been hitting a little bit, but that's not changing anything about it. Riley Green, I wish he would be amazing, but he just has not been amazing. Mm. Spencer Torkelson has definitely not been amazing. He has continued to kind of suck for two straight years now at this point. And the pitching just isn't healthy. And if we can't see Casey Mize, we can't see Tariq Skubal. I don't want anything to do with Detroit. Their jerseys suck. Their ballpark sucks. Their ownership sucks. Their players suck. I mean, I guess... The logo, ti- tiger, like a tiger is a cool animal, but that's all they really got going for them. So I'm selling on the tigers. Can't have shit in Detroit. Yep. Uh, and I guess I'll just go right into Kansas City because you mentioned mm-hmm. them already. Uh, oh, rhyming accidentally. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, like Kansas City is 4-13, and 13 and they absolutely suck. Like you mentioned, worse than league and hitting, and I think it's probably going to stay that way. This mm-hmm. team just doesn't have... I mean, Bobby Witt and Pasquantino are two fun guys to have on your team, and they're probably going to end up becoming, you know, all-star level players within their career. But besides that, man, they don't have anything going on there. And it's not a fun team to watch. It's just, it's bad in Kansas City. And these are kind of two failed rebuilds that we're seeing a little bit right now if Detroit and Kansas City is a... We were kind of expecting them to move along a little bit once we got into this point in 2023. But, uh... Back into the back into the rebuild bank. Moving to the AOS, starting off with the team that is leading the division right now and just revealed some pretty interesting City Connect jerseys. We're talking the Texas Rangers who are sitting at 10 and 6 right now. I'm selling high on the Rangers, man. The pitching's been great. Ninth in ERA, but Houston's going to catch them. It always happens. I am also selling high on Texas. Jacob DeGrom left the game yesterday. Yeah. I don't expect it to be anything too crazy. But it Sorry always started, ends up though. being something crazy yeah. for Jacob DeGrom. So uh, I don't think the lineup stays this way. I don't think they're going to be a team that's you know leading the league in, in runs or anything like that. I, I think their offense is decent, but their pitching staff will not stay, stay good. So uh, I'm selling high on Texas. Probably still finished around 500 or so, maybe just above or just below. Moving on to the Angels, who are 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm going to hold on the Angels. They've improved, for sure. It's a much better team, but there's always a chance Otani gets flipped in July, in July um, and I, I can't risk buying into that, so I'm going to stay put for now. But I see what they're trying to do. Yeah. At least. I'm going to stand on the Angels, too. I just kind of like the White Sox. This team is just mid. Like, I don't see anything too crazy from them, and they're at 500 right now. So, uh, like you said, Otani could get flipped. That obviously could be, like, franchise-changing compensation, what you get back for him. Yeah. But... Man, Most likely going to be younger guys, you would think, though. But well, with Mike Trout, you never know. Maybe you, you, know, you want Brian Reynolds and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Shohei's going to fucking Pittsburgh. That that, hey, that it's, it's be... not up to him, man. It's not. Up I to guess. Him. I guess. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the Angels. Even if they do trade for prospects, we know they're just going to be up the next week after they trade for him. So uh, we'll see what that means. Uh, regardless if they trade for like a Drew Jones or somebody like that, we could see him in the bigs this year. 
Man. He just has to go to the Angels. That's the thing, though. Before we move on, I knew Zach Nato was a, considered a, a more MLB-ready guy. He was a fifth-year senior at Campbell. But I did not expect him to be up in yeah. April. Yeah, no, they, uh, they saw him hit a couple games and said, yep, let's go ahead and bring him up. And maybe we're being a little bit hypocritical right now with Mason Miller, but Mason yeah. Miller's older. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there right now. Okay. Mason Miller's 24, Zach Nato's 22. And he just looks overmatched at the plate. I'm saying that right now. So moving on to Houston, the World Series champs are sitting at eight and nine after a bit of a slow start to start the season. Yeah, I'm buying big. They're starting to put it together. The lineup's been slumping, but uh, like I said earlier, Hunter Brown's been awesome. Framber Valdez, your Cy Young pick, right? He's been really good. Uh, good job on that one. They're going to get it together. I might end up selling them around September, but uh, I'm Do you sell them? In September? You'll see. You'll see when we get there. Some They've big, the big things will be happening. Every single year since like 2017 or something like that. You just got to catch them sleeping. That's how the market works, Cal. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm buying them big. Like Skyler said, I definitely do not think this regular season kind of thing that they're in right now is going to stick. They'll mm. probably be back up around 100 games once we see the season uh, reach its end. And I'm definitely probably not going to sell them once we get to the end of the season, too, because this was my World Series pick to win again. Uh, moving on to Seattle, second to last AL team here. They are also 8-9, and nine, a former playoff team from last year. Yeah, uh, and because of that, I'm staying put for now. The bats are also really cold for some reason, uh, similar to Houston. Uh, but the M's have a nasty pitching staff. I, I really think they're uh, they're closer to Houston than we'd like to admit. But I can't buy them when they've been terrible in close games. So I, I, I'm going to wait another month. Guess what I'm doing, Skyler? You're selling? I'm selling on them. Because oh. a lot of people still got high, high praise for this team from what they did last year. Yeah. Last year was a perfect storm. And it's not happening again. It's not. People are going to get hurt. We're going to see J-Rod has a bit of a dip right now. Kellenic ain't yeah. for sure ain't hitting 340 the entire season. <laughs> Ty France did the exact same thing last year where he went crazy in April and May, and then he just kind of became a league average player for the rest of the season. Eugenio Suarez for sure ain't hitting 300. This team is going to be under 500. I'm selling on them. Okay. I'll tell you another team who probably ain't going to be over 500, and that is a three and fourteen Oakland A's. Skyler, what are you doing here? Well, now that Mason Miller's coming up, I, I gotta buy him. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're comically bad. The young guys should be starting to come up soon. Hopefully, that just makes them regular bad, not comically bad. Uh, but I, again, I want no interest in them. I'm, I'm uh, selling whatever I have, but it's it's just a hold for me because I, I don't want to move them. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm not just selling the stock scaler. I'm selling the team. That's what I'm doing. So uh, <laughs> yeah, come on, three and fourteen. Uh, yeah, we're not good. I'll say that. But the offense could be fun every now and then, and hopefully Mason Miller makes our pitching staff a little bit fun. But let's go ahead and send it to halftime. Oh yeah, um, starting off with halftime, the first round of the NBA playoffs, and we've had a lot of. Interesting games, a lot of injuries, unfortunately. So we're going to go through just a little quickly here and talk about what's happened. Uh, because game one of Milwaukee and Boston, that's a one and eight. The eight seed Miami steals 130 points on the road in Milwaukee. Giannis got hurt. Tyler Hero got even more hurt. He's out for the series with a broken hand. I'll tell you right now, I am completely fine with Milwaukee. I know they dropped the first game. That's never ideal at home as the one seed, but uh, Milwaukee's going to beat them in five. You have any, any other? I think, I've one? barely been able to watch these series. Oh, I got I've been working. So okay. uh, I'll let you go ahead and handle this stuff. Okay. So uh, the next series in the East, um, New York and Cleveland, I just mentioned it. New York is up one, nothing. They are they playing tonight at game two? I believe so. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah I clicked on they played on Saturday. Day. Yeah, yeah, 4.30 tonight. Um, another game, Philly's up two, two games to none on Brooklyn. Um, that is pretty much what we thought would happen. Philly's been playing amazing defense, and they're going to get the job done. Maybe drop one on the road, but that's it. 
And Boston took the first game uh, over Atlanta. Two, seven seed. Boston is probably going to sweep them. Atlanta's not very good. Uh, moving on to the West. Denver takes down Minnesota in the first game by 30 points. And unfortunately, it looks like Minnesota's fun is over, even though they're, they're a pretty fun, fun team to watch play in playoffs. Um, they just don't have it right now. Phoenix and the Clippers. The Clippers win 115 to 110 in game one over the weekend. Kawhi looked really good, man. KD had a triple double, but it just wasn't enough. Kawhi is uh is is ready, man. He hasn't been in this situation in a couple of years now. He's ready to take it back. Um probably the most entertaining series so far. Sacramento and Golden State. Really high-scoring game. Sacramento won in game one. Defensive-minded game in game two. Uh, Draymond Green ejected with the flagrant two. Possible suspension coming, but we don't know yet. There's a couple days off because we're going back to Golden State. Um, So that's interesting. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it later with our bets. Um, But I'm starting to get a little worried because the Warriors turn the ball over way too much. And the last series in the West, the Lakers, the seven seed with a one game lead over number two Memphis. And a big reason because of that one, John Morant re-injured his wrist that's already been hurt all season long. And uh, he's questionable for game two tomorrow. So we might not even see John Morant. We could see the Lakers steal two on the road for Memphis. That would be insane. Um, Not to Kyle, though, because he picked them. I remember that. Uh, So that is... Just a little recap of the NBA playoffs so far. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, And one more thing really quick to end off halftime, because it's an MLB-based episode. We're we're in in the thick of that. But the NFL draft is next week. We're nine days away. So I got NFL mock draft 10.0, one week out, what I've been hearing. Here we go. Just some of the stuff I've been hearing. I, I try to do it as realistic as possible, not what I would do. So just just want to talk about some of the picks here. Number one, the Panthers, Bryce Young from Alabama. Bryce Young canceled all of his visits after meeting with uh, with the Panthers. It, it seems like that's uh, that's really going to happen, and it's not going to be CJ Stroud. Like, More uh, mediocrity for Carolina. That's very possible. Um, but he is the best athlete in the class, and um, and I'll be rooting for him. No problem with him. Number two, best athlete. Wait, best athlete in the class at quarterback. Sorry. Oh, what about Anthony Richardson? You could say I'm, AR-15. Yeah. You could, but I'm not I going would. to. I would. Maybe you'll say him in a couple picks here, but we'll save that. Uh, number oh. two, the Texans. I've been hearing if Bryce Young is gone, they're going defense. So we got Will Anderson Jr., not C.J. Stroud, at number two. That is what the big dogs have been saying, and that would be pretty interesting. Maybe they they uh, reload on the defense, come back for Caleb Williams. Not Nico, a bad strategy. man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number three, that's the Cardinals pick. I've been hearing 100% getting traded. So I have the Colts trading up one pick because uh, we know those guys love their quarterbacks. They're going to come up and get C.J. Stroud. They love pro-style quarterbacks too, not Anthony Richardson, Kyle. I didn't think it was going to be Anthony Richardson. I thought oh. it was going to be Levis. Oh, no, 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 not Will Levis. We got we got C.J. Stroud. Very similar, you know, uh, arm strength processing, I think. But C.J. Stroud has just done it at a higher level. So they're going to go with him. Uh, number four, the Cardinals saying, move down. Yeah. Are you saying that the SEC? I'm saying is... the, the, the the college football playoff is <laughs> I know, I know, a game I know. against Missouri. I know. That's, yeah. what, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Tyree Wilson, four to the Cardinals after moving down. Jalen Carter, five to the Seahawks. Devin with Devon Witherspoon. Sorry. Uh, it's, a, it's a Devon. Uh, the defensive back from Illinois. I feel like those three defensive players – in a row are going to be so good that no one's going to be willing to trade their pick. So that leaves the Raiders at seven with oh, Anthony Richardson on the board. And that's, Woo! that's a dream scenario, especially if, uh, if there's no Jalen Carter there. Um, so congratulations, Kyle, as of right now, looks like no one's trading up to four five or six. You know, I, I've been a big Levis guy. Yeah. I've been a huge Levis guy. But I saw him eat a banana with the fucking peel on, and I'm AR-15. I'm in there now, dude. Uh, but if we still draft Levis, cool. You know, I just want one of the two. I don't want Young or Stroud, and it looks yeah. like it's going to be that way. Okay. 
Well, we'll skip down a couple picks to 10. The Eagles, I have them trading their pick that they got for um, for trading with New Orleans last draft. Uh, commanders come up for Will Levis. Um, you know, not a lot of people thought he'd be there just a month ago. So the commanders get a little, little hungry. Ron Rivera gets his guy. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, 12 to the Texans. I feel like they'll just want to go top receiver, top player available, kind of. I will tell you the Jets pick. I have them trading, not trading, sorry. Brian Branch, safety from Alabama, not trading that pick for Rodgers. I think they'll get it done. And I honestly believe that um, the Packers just want to see who's on the board before they they potentially trade a lot for that that first-round pick. Yeah. I got a question for you, Skyler. Uh-huh. If – if uh, we get past, you know, Saturday or whatever when the draft is over yeah. and Aaron Rodgers isn't a Jet. I'll be starting to get worried. You'll be starting to get worried. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know, like, do you think there's still a chance that it's just all future picks? Or uh, what do you think? The, what is your honest opinion on what you think is going to happen with A-Rod? Uh, my honest opinion is he gets traded to the Jets on draft night. And I'm not worried yet because the Packers beat writers have come out and, and said their BS about how the Jets aren't offering anything and we're going to wait our time. But, you know, if they weren't going to trade them, they wouldn't have said, we're going to wait until the draft. They just wouldn't have said anything. And uh, yeah. it's going to happen at some point, I think. I'm really hoping uh, we get this done. All right, on to some even more sad news. I have the Patriots taking Bijan Robinson. I think uh, Belichick is just out of ideas, <laughs> you know, and they said they're keeping Mac Jones. So uh, let's get him a, a new toy to play with. Uh, Kalijah Kansi to the Eagles. I think that's an awesome fit as their second D tackle. A little undersized guy to go next to um, to Big Davis from Georgia. Uh, scroll down a little bit here. I got Zay Flowers, receiver to the Giants. They've been needing one badly. Um the Cowboys, Tyreek Stevenson, big corner from Miami to play opposite Trayvon Diggs. And Jordan Addison, another receiver to the Eagles. They got an extra pick. It's the best player on the board. I think it's very possible to go receiver again, especially with uh, you know teams trying to trade for for receivers. We saw the Steelers just traded for, um, for A-Rob. Uh, some of the, the middle round guys, it looks like they're not really interested in the receiver class, so they're, they're going to go elsewhere. And uh, that is... 10.0, the mock draft for now. I'm sure there'll be a, a 11.0 of like a, oh, crap, Daniel Jeremiah just tweeted like, you know, seven of my picks aren't going to happen for sure. So we'll get there. And uh, that's going to be the end of halftime. We're back in the second half and we're talking the NL for our buy, sell, or stay put. We'll get it started with the NL East. Hottest team in baseball right now, the Atlanta Braves. Winners of seven straight sitting at 13 and four. Skyler, what are you doing? Yeah, well, I'm holding on to the Braves right now. The first note I had was possibly the hottest team in baseball. Like you said, nine and one on the road. But everybody's got stock in Atlanta. You know, it's uh, it's not as valuable right now. If I if I was buying, I would have to be expecting 107 to 110 wins. And I'm not ready to say that yet. So I'm going to stay put. I am. I'm buying uh, oh. 107 to 110 wins for this team. Oh, okay. They got they got the ability to do it. They got the lineup that can just one through seven, one through eight, just destroy the ball. And then Marcelo Zuna's there, and you know he's going to get DFA'd next month because uh, Skyler picked him to win World Series MVP. Uh, he's clutch. Pitching staff's good. They're getting more healthy as we we see as the season goes on. And uh, I'm buying on ATL. I think. Uh, Obviously, thirteen and four. That over the stretch of the season is like one hundred and thirty wins or something like that. That's not going to happen, but they're going to be damn good. Moving into the Mets, winners of five straight. Yeah, uh, that was that does include a sweep of the A's. So we'll see Mickey Mouse five straight. Uh, but eleven and six right now. What do you think of the Mets? I'm still buying on the Metropolitans. Um, the bats have been pretty crazy this whole week. Uh, even other than uh, the Oakland series. Um, after a terrible start, and Verlander's not even back yet, I think they could still possibly win the division. I, I'm not changing any Atlanta picks. I just feel like the Mets are going to be just as good regular season stock-wise uh, because they're not even fully stacked yet. They don't have all their guys. 
I'm going to go ahead and buy the Mets too. I think uh, if we stick around 100 and 100 to 102 wins for this team, I think that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, two teams in this division winning 100 games is possible, and we, we can't say that too often. So uh, nope. I like the Mets, and I'm buying them, but not overly buying them because we know how the Mets do once we get to October. Miami sitting at 9-8. and eight. Staying put. Uh, it's starting to come along. Lazardo's been great. You know Sandy's going to find it. But I can't buy on such an average lineup in the stack division. It's uh, it's not time yet. It might not ever be time if uh, if they miss this window with Sandy. But we're still holding on. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sell. the. This team cannot hit. I mean, Luis Rise was an amazing pickup, and he has been amazing for them so far. He's hitting like 455 or whatever, but the rest of the lineup just doesn't put it together. And they currently have a minus 25 run differential. I think that sometimes can kind of tell you the story about how teams are going to be throughout the season if you're just looking at it within the first 20 games, kind of like how we are right now. Uh, So I'm selling on my Ambi. I think they're probably going to be around 72 to 75 or 77 wins. Uh, and that's not above 500. So I'm selling on them. Moving to Philly, probably one of the easier buys, right? Absolutely. Number one lineup in baseball this season. Number one in average and slugging and OPS, I believe. Um, it hasn't been pretty, but Harper will be back in July, possibly at first base. That kind of attitude is exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, the, this team is never going to quit. Yeah, Philly, uh, we saw last year they got off to a slow start and then ended up figuring out and, you know, it ended up going pretty well for them as they made yeah. the World Series and only came a couple games away from winning it all. Uh, I'm buying on them because 6-10 and 10 is not going to be how their season goes. They'll, they'll be over 500. Making the playoffs is going to be interesting. I think with uh, you know, some of the teams in the Central that have surprised us, and then also the Diamondbacks, uh, kind of being a possible team that's going to be within there based off of how they're doing mm-hmm. to start the season. So, uh, should be an interesting race to get that playoff spot. But I'm buying on Philly. I think they're definitely going to be over 500 once it's all said and done. Moving on to the Nets. I am buying Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray. The rest of them, I don't care about. Uh, they have no value right now. A lot of prospects, so I guess I'll, I'll hold on to it, not sell it yet, but uh, it's not great. Yeah, it's definitely not great. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just stay put on this. Yeah. I, Nats don't I don't watch a lot of their games, uh, except for when Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray's pitching, yeah. like you said, uh, but they're, they're not not good. So uh, Yeah, they have the potential to be the Marlins someday, but... <laughs> They got potential to do more than that because they already have a better offense than the Marlins because yeah. the Marlins offense is terrible. Uh, moving on to the NL Central, probably the probably the biggest surprise in the MLB so far right now is how good the Milwaukee Brewers have been sitting at 12 and 5. They've played some pretty damn good teams too. So it's not like yeah. they're just going up against the teams that the Rays have went against. Uh, but 12 and 5, are you buying, selling, or staying for the Brew Crew? I have sell, but I, I, I don't think I can do it. I think I have to hold on to them. Love uh, the Brewers, man. I do. I, I, I'm a big Brewers guy. The young guys have been awesome. I mean, Mitchell and, and Terang, so much better than I, I ever thought they would be. And they're just rookies. And, uh, of course, all the pitching's great, too. But I don't think they're going to be able to hold on to their, their 270 team batting average. They're not going to win 100 games. So th- that's what scares me. That's why I'm not, I'm not buying them right now and i'm debating the sell obviously so uh i'm just gonna hold on for now i'm selling them uh brewers have been fun to watch but it's not gonna remain this way the entire season i don't think i just i don't see it in them uh i know they have some good pieces on their squad but i don't think they're gonna have that consistency once we get into may and june to kind of you know stick around that that 95 to 100 win team i think we could Mm. see this team probably win you know 88 to 92 games, but not more than that. Moving to the Cubs, another pleasant surprise yeah. so far in the season, sitting at nine and six. And with the series against the A's, I guess we can uh, probably give them a win tonight and not tomorrow because they're going against Mason Miller. Yeah. Uh, also holding on to the 96 Cubs here. I'm not surprised that they've won this many games uh, and they, they won't necessarily keep the pace. Um, 
but you know they're going to be buying at the deadline. They have a bunch of one-year deals, so if they're over 500 in July, they're going to be buying. If they're not, then everyone's gone except for Dansby, but and uh, Jamison Tyon. But that's that's not how it's looking. It's looking like it's going to be a really competitive division. So I'm going to hold on for now. Maybe sell them uh, if they they you know retake first place in a month or two because everyone's so close together. That's when I would sell them. But uh, I'm going to hold on. Before I get into uh, what I'm going to do with the Cubs, I want to yeah. give a shout out to Nico Horner because he did uh-huh. uh, big A's fan. It, obviously from the Bay Area, went to Stanford, talked about how he wants the A's to build a ballpark in Oakland yeah. uh, and talked about how he loved the A's and he still loves the A's and he wants them to do well. So a uh, shout out to him. And I'm staying on the Cubs because I like the roster. Wrigley, if they're playing well, once it gets to July and August, that is going to be an atmosphere that no opposing team wants to play in because that, I just, I don't know, Wrigley, I just feel like, it's like a plus 10 to your attributes if you're the home team there uh, and, and you're playing well. So uh, I like the Cubs yeah. probably going to be around 90 wins. No, 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 no. Like 87, 87. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Pittsburgh, division winner will be at 90. Maybe yeah. Pittsburgh sitting at 10 and seven. A lot of surprises in this division, man. Uh, what do you think of the pie buckos, the buckos, the buckos? Yeah. I'm, I'm selling the buckos. Uh, Reynolds is bound to get traded. The rumors, haven't stopped yet and O'Neill Cruz just broke his shin this whole thing's about to fall apart you know McCutcheon's not going to be able to play 150 games in a season at 40 years old it's uh it's going to be a brutal downfall it's going to be so hard to watch um may not happen yet but it's going to happen for sure because they're the pirates I'm selling on Pittsburgh. This team, I don't think, has more than 75 wins, but they've been a really fun and interesting team to watch over the first couple of weeks so far. I do want to give a shout-out to Ji-Huan Bay because that dude's electric. You know, yeah. he might not hit 250 and have the greatest average and, you know, hit a ton of homers, but he's a really fun dude to watch, and he brings a ton of energy to that squad. So uh, shout-out Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, I'm selling on you guys, though. Moving on to Cincinnati, sitting at seven and nine, the fourth place team in the Central. Yeah, I'm holding the Reds. Lodolo and Green are so fun to watch. Could hypothetically carry them in another Marlins type situation um, if they can develop the bats. They're actually twelfth in hitting right now in the bigs, uh, and that's why I'm I'm not selling them yet. A uh, lot better than I, I thought they would be. I thought they would be right near the Pirates in fourth place. And it still could happen, but maybe closer to 500 than we thought. I'm actually going to go ahead and stay put on the Reds, too, because regardless of how how good we look at their lineup is or how bad it can be, it's always going to hit in Cincinnati because that's how things go at that ballpark. And Lodolo and Hunter Green have been solid, but Graham Ashcraft has been a stud for them so far. And I think if he, you know, develops into a three in that rotation, they have a, you know, a solid trio with, with those three guys. And we've even seen Lodolo kind of emerge into like a legit ace so far in the first few starts of this season. So we'll see if he continues that tonight. Cause I believe he pitches, uh, but I like the reds and there's a reason why I picked them to be fourth in the division instead of, instead of fifth. Wow. Uh, moving to St. Louis, sitting at seven and ten, the NL Central winners last year. Skyler, what do you think? Yeah, I'm buying St. Louis. Uh, it's very possible that they're out of juice. Their best players are in their early to mid 30s, but I, I still believe it's possible. Um, they're probably a, a top five team in the National League still, roster wise, or I guess talent wise is a better way of putting it and they're yeah sixth in average uh a lot closer of a division than than people thought so uh, i'm not out of them yet yeah i think with the cardinals it's they got so much depth that they're gonna be fine and i know we talked about this last week and i'm pretty sure we talked about the weekend before too Mm. where we just haven't seen anything from this team yet but i am still believing in them i'm buying their stock i think they're still going to be around 90 wins uh, and I think they'll probably probably still win the Central. Uh, moving in to the NL West last division we got here, and starting off with the 
leader in the NL West right now, only by two games. And I know we're only 17 games into the season, but the Arizona Diamondbacks, Skyler, what do you think? They've been so exciting to watch this season. But like I've been saying, they're still going to trade guys at the deadline. They're going to trade Merrill Kelly, Longo, Roas, whoever's hot. And that's why I have to sell because they're not keeping them all together. They're, they're still a year and a half away of, of not of talent. Kyle, Kyle's pissed. It's not about talent. I think they are one of the most talented teams in the league. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. But they're going to start trading guys soon. And it's going to be a, a, a different looking roster when they're ready to win. I'm sorry. Can you imagine? Remember when we were talking about the Angels yeah. and I said how Drew Jones would be in the big leagues this year? You know what that would mean? It means Shohei would be on this team. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but they're a team that could make that move because they have the prospects in their system. And I'm buying the fucking Arizona Diamondbacks because I love this team, man. I love them. They're so fun to watch. They steal bases. They might not hit a ton of home runs, but they come up clutch when you need it. And they've held their own in a pretty tough division so far. So give me the Diamondbacks. As a 91 team this year. Okay. Dude. Uh, moving to the Dodgers. It's Eight never nine. bad. Never bad to have some cheap Dodger stock because they haven't really ever been bad. Uh, only 24th in hitting. And um, that's only because they've hit a bunch of home runs. So I, I imagine they'll still be in the playoffs, but they got some work to do. Uh, I'm still buying the stock because the Dodgers are under 500 this far into the season. When's the last time that's happened? Uh, yeah. Usually they're about 16 and five right now or yeah. something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm buying the Dodgers. Uh, this is not going to continue with their under 500 or anything like that. They'll probably find a way to win like 107 games or something like that. And, you know, be the number one seed in the, the NL. But regardless, they should be 95 wins at least. I think so. Moving to San Diego, going a little bit more south. Yeah. Uh, Also buying the Padres because you have to. They've spent so much money. Um, But they're hitting 228 as a team this year. That's like, you know, A's level hitting. Like, Jesus, guys. They got some serious dudes. They got to get it together. You know, luckily the pitching's been fine. But um, it's a little worrisome. I'm still buying them because, like we've been talking about, roster talent. Uh, When you don't know where to go, that's what it comes down to. And uh, the Padres are talented. I'm buying the pods. Uh, slow starts by Bo- not Bogarts. Bogarts has actually been hitting uh, Machado and Soto. They'll figure it out. I trust two of those guys because they're the most prof- some of the most professional hitters in the entire big leagues. They're going to get Fernando Tatis back here in a month or so. And we've seen what he's been doing in AAA. He has like six homers over the last three games or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and eight and 10 is definitely not going to be how they finish. Uh, they'll probably be right around where the Dodgers are for a, uh, Record wise, once this season's said and done, I'm not going to pick a winner quite yet. But uh, yeah, I like the Padres. Let me buy their stock. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the five and 10 San Francisco Giants. What do you think here? I'm holding the Giants. They're really boring and streaky, and I'm sure I'll find some better value later in the year. I have no interest in them. This is purely a, a value based move. So I'm holding. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and buy. I don't think this team is, you know, good or anything like that, but they're not a five and 10 team. They're not going to be a team that has a hundred losses. Once the season is over, I think it will probably be closer to. They're pretty bad. Cal. 88 to, to 94 losses, but a hundred <laughs> is a hundred is a lot, man. And I think they definitely spent too much money uh, and failed to spend a lot more money, but uh, Yeah. They kind of got stuck in no man's land. I'm buying the Giants, man. Just barely. Not too much. Uh, let's move on to Colorado, who's been awful after oh, their beginning man. odd starts of the season. What do you think? I guess I hold on them, right? Because they're, like you said, they're horrible. They haven't even been good at home. They're the Rockies. I mean, they <laughs> they they already missed that, that uh, early season ridiculously hot home stretch that they usually get. Um, so if they don't get that, I want nothing to do with them. So I guess I'll hold for when they 
maybe when it starts getting hot at Coors Field, they start hitting home runs and they get, uh, you know, surpass the Giants maybe for a couple of days. That's when I'll sell them. I'm standing on the Rockies, man. This team sucks. They allow yeah. a shit ton of runs and they're not hitting when they play at the easiest ballpark to hit in the entire big leagues. Uh, and their five and 12 is like a pretty shitty five and 12. When you look at the yeah. teams that they've played, their uh, record against teams that are over 500 is 0-1. So they haven't played against good teams. <laughs> they've played against bad teams, and they've been bad. So, oh, uh, man. Maybe they can win a series against the A's later in the year. or you know, They've actually also played the Nationals, too, and the Nationals kicked them around. So, uh, fuck, man. The Rockies suck. They're bad, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm standing. I actually know I'm selling. They're, they're bad. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and finish that part up. Let's go to our bets yeah. and let's get on out of here for the day. Uh, starting off with our last week bets for the layups. We went two for two. Uh, I had yeah. the Dodgers over the Giants on Wednesday. Max Muncy struck in that game like he always does. Uh, and then Skyler had the Mets over the A's on Friday. That was the big one. How was this 17 to six game? The A's walked 17 batters, which is a franchise record. So congrats on the A's on breaking a long held record in their, in their history, even though it's a bad one. Uh, this week I have the twins over Boston on Wednesday. That is a Joe Ryan start going up against Corey Kluber. John Gray. Shut up. <laughs> uh, give me the twins. I think they, they continue the hot start. Okay. Also going with some baseball for uh, for the layup. It's been working. So I'm going to go with the Yankees to win at home against Toronto on Saturday. That's Garrett Cole. Awesome start. Four wins in a row against Manoa, who's been struggling with the 70 RA. I still like Manoa in the Jays, but I think this is just a, a matchup that favors the Bronx Bombers on this particular Saturday. On this particular Saturday. That's so stupid. <laughs> Uh, last week for our, our bowl predictions, I had OKC to the playoffs. Scalar had the Bulls to the playoffs. Those were both 10 seeds that were in the play-in. They won the first game, lost the second game for both of those teams. So, uh, close, man. they were red, but you know, they could be a lighter tone of red. I, I'll say lighter. Uh, shut up. That's not even relevant. This week I have the dubs winning the series because I trust in the dubs, even though we're down 2-0, we're heading back to chase. What do you yeah. think about that Draymond stuff? You know, I think okay, Brett Brett's the main guy I've seen on Twitter that's just been yeah. defending Draymond like crazy. Uh you know what Sabonis did wasn't right, but Draymond made it like five times worse. Than that's what exactly what I'm thinking. So, uh, man. I suspension, I don't know. I don't know how the NBA is gonna handle any of that stuff because there's a lot yeah. of like legalities as far as like the rules and if you him being pretty thing. calm and his presser could possibly help too. I don't know if you saw, he was like, yeah, yeah. He's fucking grabbing me. And uh, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't trying to stomp on him. He, he seemed pretty, uh, I don't know, pretty bright. Maybe he had some time to reflect for his podcast, man. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that was in the series, you know, okay. screw it. All right. Well, also going with the basketball series, I'm going to go with the bucks to beat Miami of five. So they, uh, they win the next four. Giannis uh, a little banged up with the back injury, but so is everybody. And even if Giannis does miss the next game, Tyler Hero's out for Miami. The Bucks are the one seed for a reason. It's a great team. You got Lopez, Holiday, and Middleton all playing some great basketball recently. So I, I believe in Milwaukee. You know, it might have been because of Giannis getting hurt, but we did yeah. mention that Miami would take a game in the series. We did say yeah. that. So, yes, uh, we did. When have we ever us. been wrong, Kyle? It's true. Definitely not last week uh yeah. and definitely not this week because the dubs are winning their yeah. series and the twins with not john gray on the mound is going and they're going to hand it to the red sox john gray the canadian <laughs> all right man well closer to the draft we're closer to knowing what the hell's going on in this baseball season and the nba Maybe. playoffs are very electric Almost Stanley like a Cup playoffs on the lit. way too. That's true. I saw uh, McDavid choke last night. Couple OT winners last night. How uh, about that? Man, a little bit of sticky oh yeah, buck for the boy. <laughs> but uh, NHL Stanley Cup winners. Skyler, who are you picking? 
man, I was thinking uh, Edmonton, but if they're losing to the Kings in the first first round, I don't know. Maybe we go Seattle or or Boston. Seattle, Boston, Pasternak. Yeah, I'm going Boston yeah. too. But yeah. you mentioned Seattle. It's, dude, I just saw, I just saw uh, ago, I just saw a commercial like literally 30 seconds ago with a bunch of dudes wearing Kraken uh, jerseys. That's why I said them. I'm not a hockey guy. I know Boston's good. I know Tampa is a little worse than them, and I know Edmonton has McDavid. Can you name <laughs> a player on uh, that Kraken uh, team, Skyler? No. And uh, just give me a second here. I'm trying to trying to find something. <laughs> I think I was pulling out the Kraken jersey. I don't have a fucking jersey. Dude, there's no way I have a Kraken jersey. Uh, oh, you're getting bamboozled, man. You're getting bamboozled. Oh, yeah? Because I went with the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils hat. How about oh, that? They got Jack, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I couldn't find my Kraken hat, unfortunately. but uh, That works. I don't even know if the Devils are in the playoffs. I, know I don't know either. But uh, yeah. that's going to do it for episode 136. We'll see you all right. next week. Let's go Dubs, uh, man. Let's go Dubs. Go, go, go Mason Miller. It's Miller time. Yeah, Miller time. <laughs>